guys. What's up? It's Lisa, and you're listening to What's Next with Lisa. Today is Monday, October 12th, 2020. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2. And today, we are going to be talking about change. And that's a pretty big word, and it's pretty heavy. And I hear a lot of people say that they're getting stuck in the same place and not necessarily because they want to stay there because if you're stuck it typically means you're not moving even though you want to but I think the big reason is because change is hard guys change is a lot of times um, equal to loss so a lot of times we're either giving up or closing a chapter and that feels like a loss that we don't know how to come to terms with so it's hard to step into that change it can also be painful It can also be not our choice. The thing that I know for sure, though, is that change is where the growth happens and it's where the magic and the fulfillment happens. So today we're going to be talking about that, why we get stuck, what you can do, and how you can empower yourself to do something about it starting today. But I'll tell you what, before we get to that, let's get over to my favorite part of the podcast, the official What's Next question and answer. Hey, what's next? Okay, Empty Nexters, here we go. If you were listening to last week's episode, which was the debut episode of season two, I did a full podcast with relationship Q&A with a twist. I brought in a little bit of male perspective. So sometimes I think a little male perspective is a good thing for us to try to at least understand what they're thinking. And so here's one more question that didn't make it to the episode that I thought was important. And here it is. Lisa. I've recently discovered that after eight months of dating, my boyfriend is an alcoholic. He hides it well, but it's definitely a problem. With COVID, he lost his job and started drinking even more and then got a DUI. Should I help him with the expenses or is it unsupportive of me to tell him no? Okay, This is a really great question and it's a multi-layered question and it's a tough one because what I think this boils down to is, am I enabling my boyfriend's drinking habit, even though I know it's a problem by bailing him out with his DUI expenses? And in theory, when you love somebody, you feel bad for them when they have bad fortune. You want to help and get in there and support. And I 100% support that and agree with it. That being said, though, If he's not recognizing that he has a problem to be accountable for and to do better with, no amount of money or support or talking to him is going to make a difference. And so if you're inclined to bail him out and help him with these DUI expenses because he's come to you and he said, that was my rock bottom that really woke me up. I need to get help. I need to get through this and get sober. That's one thing, because that's two people working toward a common goal. You're supporting his journey, not financing it. And if he is just asking for the help because he's the victim here and he lost his job during COVID and then got a DUI and isn't taking accountability for the fact that he has a drinking problem, I would tell you that bailing him out and paying those expenses is absolutely enabling that behavior. And a lot of times when we're so close to something, We just simply don't realize that what we're doing is enabling. So by protecting the addiction or maybe not telling people or your family 
about his DUI and his drinking problem because you don't want them to think that he's a bad person. That's protecting his addiction as well. And so what I would tell you is to remember that you can love and support somebody even in the darkest of times. They have to want to meet you halfway and work on it too. You can't do it for them. So before you get too far in with paying these expensive fees and bailing somebody out, make sure that they're ready to bail themselves out first. Relationships take two people. And I think that, you know, I understand that you have a good heart and you want to help, but the fact that you're questioning if you should pay for it tells me that you may just want to take a breath and think about this one and ask yourself, are you doing this for him or are you doing it to make yourself feel not guilty about watching him struggle? There's a big difference. So thank you for writing in. If you guys have questions, feedback, show topic ideas, send me an email at whatsnextwithlisa at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at What's Next with Lisa. And there I post show topics and some inspirational things and just some points to ponder. So I'm always welcome to feedback and questions. So look me up, send me a message. So let's get on to it. Today's episode, episode two here in season two, is change. And I told you guys that my point or my idea with season two is to go a little bit more in depth. And with season one, I feel like we covered some broad topics that a lot of people could relate to and hopefully pull some nuggets from to help them in their daily lives. And that was my intention with season one is to get this information to people who could use it, who maybe didn't have access to therapy or um, counseling. And so I wanted to do this for you guys. So with season two, what I want to do is I still want to cover those topics. I still want your feedback and ideas, but I really want to go a little bit more in depth with a little bit more detail. So with that being said, let's talk about change. And what I always say is, let's start with what we know for sure. And so what I want you to know here is that our brains as human beings, you know, we've evolved to rely on certainty or routine Um, familiar spaces, familiar routines, they feel like home and our brain has evolved to protect us. So what's safer than knowing what to expect? And that's where, you know, it's kind of up in the air for me on whether that's good for us or not, because I think there's some flaws, no matter how amazing your brain is, which it totally is, it's programmed to protect you. And sometimes it protects you from real fears And other times it protects you from what I call perceived fears, meaning is that a valid fear or is it something that you're making up in your mind to keep you safe because changing or pushing through something feels really uncertain. And so your brain's super good at throwing the wall up and saying, whoa, that's too big. We better protect our person because it's really all based on our need to survive and predicting and controlling things our brains think, well, this is awesome. We're, we're totally keeping ourselves safe. Here's the problem with that, though. Not all the times are they real fears. And especially if you can't see a fear right in front of you. So, for example, you're driving down the road and a deer runs out in front of your car. Your brain can look at that and say, oh, my God, that's what we're afraid of. We almost hit a deer. And so, you know, your heart starts racing and you get pretty worked up. When you're just thinking about the future and worrying about the what ifs and things like that, 
your brain doesn't have anything tangible to look at. So it's looking at everything. It's telling you every good idea you think you have, it'll find a flaw in because it wants to protect you. And that being said, that's when it's not so good because you've got to make a conscious choice at that point to say, all right, this is what, I guess this is what my brain's trying to protect me from, but I'm going to make a conscious choice to say that's not a real fear. That's a fear in my mind and I'm uncomfortable with this comfort. I don't want to be afraid. I don't want to take a chance. So that's where you've got to start to tell your brain who's right and take some control. And needless to say, here's the thing. Change can oftentimes present itself as a threat, which obviously leads to distress. And as soon as you feel threatened, your brain is super good at saying, ooh, we better throw that red flag up, right? And so it can lead to distress because when you experience the demands posed by, say, your environment and, you, and everything feels too taxing and overwhelming, you're, you really start to convince yourself that you're being forced to go way beyond your limits or your capacity, which necessarily, it's not necessarily true, right? So when your heart beat fast and, you know, you're, you're thinking of every reason that things could go wrong you're also you know you're also experiencing negative emotions you're feeling anxious frustrated thoughts like i can't do this those types of things go through your minds and that's what causes you to feel stuck in the current situation without a solution because everything feels so overwhelming and big you just kind of shut down right and then there's no solution so what i'd like to see you do is challenge yourself if you're feeling stuck to say Okay, rather than seeing change as a threat, I'm going to see it as a challenge. So maybe an opportunity to learn something, do something new. Um, Because that's when you're more likely to experience, I guess, demands or things that you're capable of because you rise to that challenge, right? That's within your ability or limit. And when you reframe your mind to think, okay, this could be a challenge, your body also responds way more efficiently. So for example, your heart might still beat faster. You might still have some trepidation. However, though, you're going to give your circulatory system a gift because your blood's going to flow a lot smoother, way more ease. You're going to have more positive emotions versus negative. And that's such a gift in the face of everything that already seems really big. So the bottom line really is, is that when you have significant moments in your life, when you perceive them as a threat or giving something up, I challenge you to reframe it as a challenge because that's going to really alter your emotional, your physical, your mental experiences. And what it's going to do is clear your head to make a better choice to say, hey, this is for me and I, I want to do this. Or you know what? Once I tried this and I looked at it, I don't want to do this anymore. And so that being said, what do you do now? Okay, so here's the next thing I want you to do. And you guys know I'm a big fan of writing things down because I th- it helps your brain processes things in a different way when you write them down. It gives you something tangible to look at. So... What I want you to write down is I want you to get really honest with yourself and say, okay, 
do I have a fixed mindset or do I have a growth mindset? And I'm going to tell you what the difference is here. So, and here's why your mindset is important. Basically, it reflects how you see things, both your beliefs, your behaviors, and your behaviors can impact your mindset as well. So when you practice, say, specific actions, you can help shift your mindset to be more open, right? And that's what's going to help you face change with a much more empowered um, mindset. And so a growth mindset is one that helps you see skills, like your skills as you're capable, you're capable of improving. It allows you to see maybe gaps in your knowledge or things that you need to learn. It presents change as an opportunity in your mind, even though something may seem really scary, like a move across the country or going back to school. And remember, that's a threat. So your brain's like, here's all the reasons that's a super bad idea. If you adopt a growth mindset, when you think of something that's, oh, that feels really overwhelming and I can't do it, you immediately switch from I can't do it to I wonder if I want to do that. I wonder if I could do that. That sounds interesting. I could grow. Who knows what opportunities are awaiting me? So it's a big difference. When you have a growth mindset, you are much more prepared to face that change. And that moment is a challenge, like I talked about a little bit earlier, rather than a threat. And so if you have, say, a fixed mindset, you may, you know, kind of look at the world like, people can't easily change, um, or your growth capacity is limited. And you may even look at other people as gifted in some ways, but not in others. And so you see things as more of like a kind of like a matter of fact or black and white mentality. And the problem with that is that it can make it, it's going to make it much more likely that when you're thinking about making a big change, you're going to see that as a threat and not a challenge. Because a growth mindset helps you to adapt and embrace that change, where a fixed mindset keeps you stuck. And so for everything that your brain says that's threatening, I want you to think fixed mindset. If you can reframe that to say, wow, I could really grow or this could be really good. It could work out. Yeah, I'm scared, but I'm going to push through that and do it anyway because it could be really great. That's a growth mindset. So what I want to tell you next is how are we going to develop a growth mindset, right? So it's possible to do it. I don't care how old you are or where you think you are. It is never too late. So the first thing I want you to do is really try to reframe your thinking to view that change, remember, as a challenge and not a threat. That means you're going to rise to the occasion and it's actually going to feel good Um, I also want you to take some time though, as you're working through this change to celebrate moments of progress during that change, even if it's baby steps, even if it's like, all right, today I'm going to research whatever colleges or programs, if that's what you're, if that's what you're wanting to do. And so I want you to celebrate those, be proud of yourself for those and let that momentum keep building. Also, give yourself permission to change your mind along the way, to experiment with different things, look into different things. Remember, a growth mindset is an open mindset, whereas a fixed one is very closed off. 
and ask other people, hey, what did you do when you did this? You might be surprised at how many people connect with your fear trepidation about change. And then, you know, look for ways to kind of lead by example, even if you aren't always confident. Remember what I said, confidence is kind of crap because everybody's scared. You do it anyway, right? And so I just, as a quick reminder, as you're contemplating, you know, this change, and we've talked about mindsets and challenges, I want you to also ask yourself if you're feeling stuck, what is my perceived safety or payoff for staying in the same place I'm in? Because a lot of times, whether you realize it or not, your brain has convinced you that it's safer just to stay put. And what I want you to ask yourself is, is that a real fear or is that a perceived fear just because I'm afraid it could go wrong? And you're right. It could go wrong. You're human. But you always have to be brave enough to make another choice and change directions. So if you're staying stuck, I want you to ask yourself why what's keeping you there could something go really right and turn out great uh don't sell yourself short and remember that as you're talking to yourself guys words matter so words like or phrases like i'll never or i can't you know that sets you up to believe that so i'd love to see you use phrases like i need i want i will those types of things are fra- those types of phrases are phrases of empowerment. So be mindful of the language you're using with yourself. And if you can commit to trust yourself to make another change if you need to, then you're going to be fine. And so the first thing you need to do is make the decision. So if you're contemplating a change or even if a change has happened to you and you didn't want it, Um, to happen and you're looking to change directions now the first thing you need to do is make a decision trust yourself ask yourself what is it that I want okay write that down there's your decision now the plan might change on how you get there but trusting yourself to know what you need and want or to make another change is where the magic happens make the decision And then let the plan change as it needs to. So maybe you want a new job. Maybe you're thinking about moving, right? Make the decision. What do you want? Trust your gut. Adopt that growth mindset. And then the other thing I love to have people do is list your priorities. And it doesn't have to be huge, but maybe three to five things that are most important to you regarding change. Maybe opportunities that you could have. What could go really right? And then write down, all right, what are the things I think I'm losing or that are keeping me stuck? And then write down why they aren't really true, why they're just perceived fears that are keeping you there because you're making decisions based out of fear versus empowerment. And then write down the exciting stuff. What do you stand to gain, right? What could go really right? And also all the while acknowledging that this is a big deal, So don't suppress that. Get excited about the opportunity to grow, to connect with yourself and write it all down as a roadmap. So make a plan to get excited about, right? Because that is something that you're worthy of. Get excited about it. It's going to be, it's going to be great and it's going to be what you make it. And you know, I would tell you that worrying about what could go wrong 
if you'll fail, if you'll succeed, if people will think it's a stupid idea or not, it's unproductive, right? And it's also, it's a really natural human reaction at your body's attempt to reduce anxiety. However, it usually leads to racing repetitive thoughts that don't help you, that keep you up at night. And then it gets you imagining, right, the potential worst outcomes, the worst case scenarios, and then you never make a solution. So it just like hangs on and gets super heavy. And it kind of becomes automatic and compulsive, right? You feel like you can't stop. And that's when you get super overwhelmed and shut down. So what I'm going to recommend as you're writing this is your growth mindset. You're thinking about it as a challenge, but also you're planning. Remember, you're planning your roadmap. So planning is productive. Planning will give your brain a plan to hold on to. So you're reducing anxiety. Um, You can start to imagine scenarios that might come up, but then you can back them up with the right plan or back them up with what you'll do if, which is productive and empowering, not fear-based and limiting, right? And then once you've come up with your plan, you get to stop when you want to. You're in charge here. This is your life empower yourself to live it, get excited about the opportunity to grow. And if you guys have questions about anything I've talked about today, shoot me an email, what's next with Lisa at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram and Twitter at what's next with Lisa and go empower yourself. Draw a roadmap for really awesome things to come. Get excited about what could happen for you. And to do that, you've got to be accountable to how you're speaking to yourself, how you're approaching this change, and what you're going to do with it, okay? So thanks for listening, guys. Take care of each other. And remember, today is a perfect day to ask yourselves, what's next? See ya.